All of the podcasts here at the Sideshow Network are now at the touch of a button on your iPhone and iPad. With the new Sideshow Network app, tune into all your favorite podcasts here at the Sideshow Network. Go to iTunes App Store, search for Sideshow Network, and download our free app to stream all of your favorite Sideshow Network podcasts at any time you want. The top comedians in the world are at your fingertips with the Sideshow Network app for iPhone and iPad. Are you tired of shaving? Are you tired of shopping for blades? Yes, Are you for your husband. Tired of spending way too much money for crappy blades that yes. pop out and then you step on them in the shower? Yes. For There's your a husband. better answer. Dollarshaveclub.com forward slash sideshow. It's like Netflix for shaving. You give them a couple bucks a month, they send you razors on an on a schedule. They send you the razor blades and the handle, and then you shave. And I don't have to go out and buy them? No, it's automatic. It's like Netflix. Do you have to return them? No, it's not that much like Netflix. So they're new. It's similar to Netflix, yes. You're not renting an old Jimmy Stewart razor. This is a new razor. They're sent to you in groups every month. Are there his and hers? Because you take my razors. Uh, You know what? There's only one place to find out if there are, and that is... Dollarshaveclub.com forward slash sideshow. Shave your face. Do some manscaping. Be smooth and yummy. Manscaping, yes. All for pennies on the dollar. Don't be an idiot. Go to dollarshaveclub.com forward slash sideshow. To a fork on the road alongside the lovely and talented Yenny Alvarez, the traveling diva. I'm Mark DiCarlo, and it is time once again for our weekly foray into travel, food, fun, and festivals, and all the things you know, all the things you need to know to have a great traveling summer. Woohoo! I'm excited. Yeah, a lot of the weather's turning warm. Yay, uh, finally! Places, uh, people are getting ready to go on summer vacations, There's summer tons trips. There's of free concerts at the beach. Mm-hmm. There's a... Uh, if you live near a beach. Yeah. People in Kansas, there will be no beach concerts Sorry. for you. Uh, lots of great things coming up on today's show. We're going to be talking to Katie Chin. She's an author and a food expert and just entered her first hamburger eating contest. <laughs> and if Katie weighs 80 pounds, she weighs a lot. So we're going we're to find out about that. We're also going to be talking to Broadway expert and uh, comedy writer Billy Rebeck. Billy is a stand-up comedian and a writer and is uh, the... The funniest man alive. He's the gayest straight guy I know. <laughs> that he, too. He knows more about Broadway and musicals and things of that ilk than anybody I know. And uh, we just sent him to New York. And he's going to give us the top 10 shows on Broadway right now. So if you're planning a trip to New York City. You have to see a show. You have to. And Billy will tell you which ones to see, which ones to skip, and which ones to make fun of with your friends. And we're also going to be talking to Mar. Mar is the... Uh, Marivette. She is the food and fun expert. Uh, Marivette, a.k.a. Mar Pop. I like Mar Pop. Mar Pop. And uh, she is with Good Day LA. And uh, she's going to be talking to us about all the food and fun that uh, awaits us in Los Angeles this uh, weekend and uh, the month of June. So it's uh, this is our buy show. So we're by coastal New York and LA. Los Angeles and wherever Katie Chin has been <laughs> lately. Brought to you as always by EnviroTabs. You're going to be doing driving this summer if you're going to be going on road trips or even driving around town. 
EnviroTabs help you save up to 15% on your gasoline cost. You just drop a tab in your tank. It's a little pill. It looks like a vitamin. You drop it in your gas tank every time you fill up. A green vitamin. That's right. They're about $2 a piece, and you'll get 15% more gas mileage. I use them in my car. I get better gas mileage. The car is cleaner. It cleans your fuel injectors. You can learn all about EnviroTabs by going to markdecarlo.com and clicking on the Road Raves tab. You can learn about them. You can order them there. And uh, then uh, email me and let me know how they work for you. We're also still running our big contest. We're going to be giving away a Vivitar 850W underwater camcorder to a lucky listener. And all you have to do is follow me on Twitter and tweet me the right answers. Follow at Mark DiCarlo on Twitter and uh, hashtag a fork on the road and let us know today's guests. Right. At the end of the show, we're going to recap our three guests. All you have to do is put their names in a tweet with the hashtag a, a fork, fork on, on the, the road. road. Send it out and all the correct entries each week will be entered into a pool. And on the 4th of July week, we are going to be drawing the name of a lucky winner who wins the underwater Vivitar 850W camcorder. I think the W probably is for... Water. water. I would think it would be water. Shouldn't it be UW, underwater? That would be too confusing. Meh. Yeah, no. This is just it's a water camera. You can use it in the water. And the great camera to have during the summer. Because you're going to be at the beach, unless you're in Kansas, traveling. Sorry, Kansas. Having fun. And uh, great camera to have. Use your EnviroTabs to get you there. And you listen to a fork on the road to tell you where to go, when to go, to see the best shows. For the best insider tips around. And hang out in the best cities and the best uh, hotels and the best deals. We got lots of travel deals. I was just in Chicago last week, and I was sitting at Buddy Guy's Bar. If you, first of all, if you've never been to Chicago, or even if you have, you got to hear some live music while you're there. And the best place to hear live music, at least live blues, for my money, is Buddy Guy's Legends. Mm -hmm. 700 South Wabash. Buddy Guy is one of the giants of blues. Uh, he used to be Muddy Waters' lead guitar player. He's a he's a multiple Grammy winner. He's an inductee into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And he has his own club on the south side of Chicago where he actually sits. And plays. And talks to people. And jams with people. He does. He's there. When he's not traveling, Buddy will be sitting at the bar, having a cognac, talking to people, signing autographs, and, and just enjoying being Buddy, Buddy guy. guy of the Blues. <laughs> So I was in Chicago last week. I went in there to say hi to uh, my friend Buddy, and we were sitting and talking a little bit. Then I moved down the bar and was having dinner with a friend of mine. And this is my hair was long. I have black curly hair. It was a little bit long this particular day. And some lady comes up to me and she goes, "Oh, hi. You mind if I take a picture?" And you know I'm on television in Chicago, and I've been on other television shows. So I figured, oh, she's excited to meet Mark DiCarlo and get a picture <laughs> taken with him. So as her friend is fumbling with the camera, she looks at me and she goes, giddy up. <laughs> and I said, what? And she goes, giddy up. And it started to dawn on me that she didn't think I was Mark DiCarlo. Then she leans into me and she goes, so what are you doing now? I said, well, I'm doing a TV show. And she goes, oh, yeah, don't worry. Everybody fucks up now and then. <laughs> Which is when I was sure that she thought I was Michael Richards. Kramer! That whole thing that happened with him when he uh, got shouted down at the Laugh Factory here in Sunset. So I debated there. Do I tell her that I'm not Michael Richards and ruin her night, or do I just take the picture? Aww. And, I just and then somebody the else will tell yeah. her that you're not Michael Richards right. and to ruin her day. Yeah, and I wish I could be there and see that, but I won't Aww. be. But, but I did fluff up my hair. 
just to make it look more Kramery. That's pretty. And then she took the so picture pretty. and hung out a little bit. And I'm going to say she was hitting my, hitting on me a little bit. A little bit. She was hitting on Kramer. Whatever. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen, who you're going to meet when you go to Buddy Guys in Chicago. So that's my little Kramer story. Uh, that's part of the fun of traveling. Yay. But now, let's go to L.A. Let's do that. We are going to talk with an expert. She's on Good Day L.A. Marpa. It's the more pop happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good hour, happy hour. So now, obviously, Every- everyone in Los Angeles knows you from Good Day LA. Uh, people around the country should know that you're in a great city and you are the food and fun expert. What does that mean exactly? Yes, so I'm not a chef and I'm not a food critic. And I don't want to be, but what I'm all about is giving people ideas on where to eat, where to have fun, and make the most of their time and their money. Which is That's kind of, really what I'm all about. That's great. That's kind of what we do. It's, you know, you know what I hate when people, you get three or four people and you're going out, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? Yeah. It's irritating. So it's good to have a bunch of great ideas in your pocket every time you go out and uh, have some fun. So how long have you been living here in Los Angeles? Well, I'm one of those rare breeds. I'm actually, uh, I'm a, a born and raised Angelino. I'm a native. <gasps> Can you believe? <laughs> oh, my gosh. We should breed you. <laughs> yeah, straight, straight from East Los. So I feel like this is my town, and I couldn't be happier doing the work that I'm doing. And, you know, it's just nice to bring a positive vibe to everybody. I mean, people, there's, there's so much serious, you know, stuff going on in the world. We all need a break. True. That is so true. And that's why it's called a happy hour. Right. And a lot of people are on summer break now. And a lot of people come to Los Angeles from all over the country. So let's talk about some of the things people can do in June and July if they're coming to Los Angeles for a vacation. I mean, let's talk about some of the the touristy things and some of the things that they'd never, ever think of doing that are fun. Well, if you're family, uh, something that you may not have ever thought of doing, and, you know, I say proceed with caution, but uh, L.A. Pride, baby, that's up this weekend, uh, <laughs> starting Friday, June 7th, and going on through Sunday. And you know what? I have been going uh, every year. and I go with my fiancé. We scooter in because parking's always kind of an issue because it's such a huge party. There's a lot of scootering in in West Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's... It, if you want to take the kids, you're open-minded. I think it's a really fun thing. The parade is great. You know, it's just a big celebration. People are dancing. They're all waving their flags. And it's, it's a really good time. Everything is done, you know, in a very positive thing. The more adult stuff, adult things go on at night, you know, with the parties. But um, it's, it's really a good time. And, of course, you know, summer's here. So lots of great outdoor food events. Well, wait, now let's back up. Pet- let's back up to the Pride Parade. Is it as wild and sexy as the Halloween Parade? Because if, if it is, I don't think it's anything that you want to bring little kids to. Yeah, I mean, I've, it's during the day. So, you know, it kind of, it, it kind of, I, I wouldn't say it's as, it's as risque as the Halloween. That's like when people really go all out and really cray cray. Um, but like I said, if your kids are, you know, if you're kind of an open-minded parent and family and your kids are a little bit older or if they're really young where they're not going to understand, I mean, you're going to see go-go boys in their, in their chonies. Yeah, so, you're going to see you know. 15 drag queens sashaying down the street to a Judy Garland song. But, you know, if your seventh grader is into that, I think it's a great idea to yeah. see the parade. Yeah. Those parades are so, so much fun. They're yeah, so if, you're stand, if you're standing far enough, you don't see anything too close, you know? So, <laughs> so that's Mars' recommendation. Go, but don't really look. 
<laughs> just keep walking. Got it. All right. What else? Listen to the music. Um, so I was about to say there's also, um, you know, a bunch of uh, food festivals. There's another one coming up on Sunday, which is Taste of the Nation. And this is actually something that goes on. It, it kind of has national stops. The one here in Los Angeles, it's your chance to meet and greet some of LA's top chefs. And then also sample some of their food. And, of course, it all raises money for a really good cause, which is Share Our Strength. And they're about uh, feeding the hungry with a particular focus on children, you know, mm-hmm. children who are out there going hungry. So it's always good to, to go out and celebrate. And I love it when these events uh, pull their resources together and do something to actually raise money for, for a really good cause. Okay. Uh, so now, there's that. Now, I just saw on the news yesterday that Disneyland has raised their prices. Can you believe that? No. What are they raising it to? Uh, what, almost a hundred bucks. It's, oh my it's almost it's like ninety two dollars, yeah. ninety two, ninety seven, oh, something ridiculous. Really? And the park hoppers, which <laughs> allow you to go back and forth between both parks, there are more than a hundred dollars. Oh. It's, it's absolutely insane. However, it's Disneyland, and I can remember growing up in Chicago and coming here when I was seven years old. You could not have stopped me from going to Disneyland. Well, I think they understand that, so that's why. They raise the prices, and you know what? People will be saving up their money for years, or they get on the payment plan, which is what my brother has actually done, uh, because, like you said, there is no other Disneyland. There's Disney World, but, you know, here in in, uh, Southern California, people will, um, and they'll do whatever it takes to get to to Disneyland. I think that Disney knows that. What is the best day to go to Disneyland? What's the least crowded day? Not summer. (laughs) Not summer. So even during the week in the summer, it's crowded, right? Yeah, I, I would say I would say like a Monday or a Wednesday. I mean, the weekends are just going to be out of control. You're right. going to be waiting in line for hours. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't even know if they do like those fast passes. Do they do that? It's yeah, been a while do. since I've been at Disneyland. They do. Yeah. They have the fast passes. But um, and how do the fast the passes day, work? It depends on the day. The fast pass, mm-hmm. you go to all of the, all of the um, the little machines right next to the attraction that you want to go on the theme. So there's a big two hour line at Space Mountain. Let's and say you, you, you walk could, up. Yes, you put in your card. You get the fast pass, and that means that you can come back on a limited amount of time on during like 15 minutes and then you just go in you don't have to wait in line so if it's noon you come by you do your thing it tells you to come back at two o'clock exactly and a at designated o'clock, hour yeah exactly you just walk in right which we used that the last time we went and that worked really well yeah all right what yeah. are some, what are some what are some things that aren't particularly touristy but that people who don't live here in california would enjoy doing in calif in los angeles during the summer are you talking like outdoorsy? Like, yeah. you know what? You, you know what I just did no. for the first time ever, and I'm a native. I had never gone parasailing. Really? And it is the most beautiful, peaceful, oh, fabulous, exciting experience. One of the best things I've done, and it's in Marina del Rey, and it's seventy five dollars a person, Mm -hmm. and if you go with a larger group or, you know, buy multiple, uh, you know, visits, it's even cheaper, but it's really, it's almost one of those, you know, once in a lifetime experiences that you feel, and it's the only place in Los Angeles County where you can actually go parasailing. You can see the Santa Monica Pier, which is a touristy spot. Mm -hmm. You can see the Getty Museum, the Hollywood sign. From the air? All the way to downtown. From the air. I was up up in the air Friday morning. By yourself? No, I had my camera guy. Uh, I have the camera guy up in the air with me. I did it for a live shot on television on Good Day LA. How many? So you're the but, but the, the, Paris, the parasail. Oh, I, I was thinking. Yeah. I was thinking uh, the kite thing where you jump oh, off the jump off. No, the no, no, no. Parasailing is not the kite, right? Parasailing is it's, you're tied to the boat. Is, 
Yeah, so you're, you're put in a harness, mm-hmm. and you go up to three people at a time, up to 15 people in the boat fit, and you go up three at a time, one to three people at a time, and it just whisks you away. And this is a, a dry takeoff and dry landing. So a lot of people have oh, this good. I like, that. like, oh, my God, yeah, you, you think like you're going to end up in the water. Mar, no, I did you that have in a Mexico. dry takeoff and dry ending. Yeah, I did that in fabulous. Mexico. It was freaking fantastic. Uh, you, could <laughs> yeah. see, you could see the dolphins. It was, it was amazing. And I did it by myself. And the landing was very soft. It wasn't like sand? you just get dropped in the cold water. No, on the sand. And they you you know, you slow down and you, you pull on the on the rig on the side and you pretty mm-hmm. much guide yourself and then they wait for you and they go they go get you and they softly pull you down to the sand. Oh. It was fantastic. My little sister did it as well. She's fifteen years younger than I am. Wow. I'm not gonna say Yeah, you can born. you can you can go as young as five years old to I mean, they have this one woman who is a regular customer and she's eighty five. And so you don't have to be in like, you know, terrific. It's not an athletic thing. It's just a, a, it's just a fantastic experience. It's so cool. Have you done it before, Mark? I have, I, but I've done it like in Mexico and in places. Where you land in the water? Yeah, with no tort laws. So part of the, yeah. the experience is you're terrified that a cable's going to break because no one's checking it. So I would think yeah. to do it here in Marina Del Rey, you're a little safer. Well, when I, did, when I did it, an 80-year-old woman did that before me, and I saw her land, and I said, if she can do it, I can do it. So exactly, <laughs> exactly. You get Steve so Edwards up in the air. <laughs> I think you'd rather stay in the studio and just watch me do it. You know what they're also having uh, later in June, on Sunday, June 23rd, they're having the first ever Tacolandia, Tacolandia uh, which is celebrating LA's favorite food, which is tacos. So it's a big summer festival. That's going to be at the um, Hollywood Palladium. From 12 to 5, they're going to have music, food at the Gila Garden. I mean, girl, sign me up. That sounds it's great. It's going to be lots of fun. Yeah. That's a very L.A. thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's not necess- it's, it's very geared toward locals. Um, obviously, they're going to have uh, tons of, of tacos from different vendors from around L.A. But if you're coming in from any part of the country, and you really want to get a, a literal taste of L.A., that would be a really great event, I think. Good point. Good. All right, you're, yeah. you're born and raised here. What's the yeah. best Mexican restaurant in Los Angeles, in the Los Angeles area? Because there's Los Angeles, I, there's Santa Monica, there's the South Bay, the whole area. I, I, I have a favorite. I know. It, it's. I, I'm always hesitant to answer that. Of course, I always say my grandma's kitchen is the best restaurant. Right. <laughs> it's a and, and it, it's, it's such. It's such a... Um, subjective thing Mm -hmm. because my idea of what I love about Mexican, my Mexican favorites are like East LA. For example, I love tacos dorados. You know this, Yenny. So I love my hard (laughs) shell with the chicken and the shredded lettuce and the shredded cheese and the the pico de gallo and all that. But if you're like, you know, if you're a Mexican purist, you're going to say, that's not freaking Mexican food. That's not a real taco. You know, you need the soft shell with the, cilantro and the savoya. There's a great little total hole in the wall um, here in West L.A. called Peely's Tacos. Nobody's probably ever heard of it. Uh, Peely is the owner. She's been there for years, and it's a place that you would never think to, you know, stop by because it's just sort of this one of these places you drive by right on Santa Monica Boulevard. Mm -hmm. But I have to say I really love her tacos for what I'm talking about, which is the hard shell, sort of greasy, chicken-filled, you know, cheese and lettuce, and mm-hmm. salsa taco. All right, and folk, I, I love that kind of stuff. We'll, what about that? We'll uh, get uh, Hito, no? we'll get all these websites, and we'll have King them taco. on. We'll have them all on our website at uh, at the Sideshow Network slash A Fork on the Road. So anyone that's listening that wants to visit one of Mars' 
favorite <laughs> restaurants. We'll get the website so you can find them. Uh, you know, I like uh, I like El Cholo on Western. Oh, my God. How did I, 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 I was scared that you were going to say that. Right. He's like, he's, you know why? Because the guacamole is great there. If you just want a drink, I go to El Cholo on Beverly Boulevard by CBS because they have mm-hmm. the most killer, killer double margaritas from scratch. It's so commercial, though. Ah, but it's been there forever. It's, it's a great hangout. You see a lot of fun people, and it's, it, the margaritas do the job. Well, I like the holes in the wall. And I like my fish tacos. I, there's um, a fish taco place in Los Files called Best Taco Ensenada, which I love that place. Oh, and they're only like a dollar fifty. They're fantastic. But and, and I think that's the closest thing that I've ever gotten to an Ensenada taco. Or do you have a? They're really spot? really good. No, I, I I love those tacos. You're absolutely right. The best fish tacos in Ensenada. That's the name. It's like a little stand. Yeah. I will back up. Why why are you trashing my uh, pick of El Cholo? Is it just so <laughs> obvious? So- it, it, it's so gringo. Well, <laughs> I'm an Italian gringo. guy from Chicago. What do you want? <laughs> it's so like, so people who would, who would, you know, bash me for saying, oh, I like East L.A. because that's what I grew up on. So now I'm going to bash you for saying, and say, you know, it's just like, that to me, El Cholo is like, it's just watered down Mexican. It's just maybe a step above Taco Bell. It's not really the real oh, deal. But you know, crazy. if you want a margarita... You know, if you want a margarita, I and get guacamole. it. I go for I go to places for a taco. I love Masmalo's ta- tacos. What about uh, Tico's tacos? Tico's tacos oh. over by the four hundred five. Can't stand them. Real? Look, look, I, I think they're horrible. You know what? I like you. You're not afraid to speak your mind. <laughs> they're absolutely horrible. Absolutely horrible. I'd rather go to a Roach Coach in East LA. I'd rather take my chances there than going to going back to Tito's Tacos. Oh, I got one for and you. And they're super and they're super popular. So you know, a lot of people will disagree with me. Right. I got one for you. I got a truck on Vineland. It's south of the Target. I think it's Victory and Vineland. Mm-hmm. It is phenomenal too. It's a truck it's, that never moves. It's always no, in the same place. It's always there Monday through Friday. It's a call. Broken truck. Uh, mariscos. It doesn't even have a name. I don't think it has a name. It just says mariscos. It's a fish, I love fish it. tackle truck. It's mm. fantastic. It's right south of the target. <laughs> you see, we could just do a whole show on tacos. There's another taco place that just opened up in Santa Monica in another hole-in-the-wallish kind of place. Their tacos are three fifty a pop, which is, you know, for tacos, it's Man. kind of pricey. But they use good ingredients, and it's called Tacos Punta Carras. And they only do marisco style, so it's only fish or vegetarian. There is no meat oh, in their tacos, but really freaking good stuff. What about some festivals really that happen here in Los Angeles in June and July? Are there any events that people might be coming from around the country to come and uh, partake of? Hey, how about, um, you know, Father's Day's coming up. What about the big Johnny Cash festival going on in Ventura? That's for, like, you know, if your dad's sort of a badass and he he loves the man in black i've never heard of the go. johnny cash festival yes they're going on for years they're going to have um it's it's live performances uh what's his name chris Shiflet. he's the lead guitarist of the food fighters his new band is going to be performing they have a car show a bike show uh, a pinup girl pageant they have a kid's a whole kids corral, Pin up Johnny Cash memorabilia. Wait, 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 back mm-hmm. up. Pin up girl pageant. Yep. Let's Pin go. Up girl pageant. Let's go. It's on Saturday. It's right in front of the water, so it's a beautiful beachfront, you know, uh, location. It's outdoors. So if you like Johnny Cash, you're gonna like the Johnny Cash festival. Well, who doesn't like Johnny Cash? Everybody loves Johnny right? Cash. There's also the the uh, the Dia de San Juan festival for uh, all the Puerto Rican lovers out there. Yeah. The Boricuas. The Boricuas. Yeah, that's going on. Um, 
It's Father's Day, July. No, it's Father's June Day, June 19th. June 20th, 20th. So I think this is yeah. the, the 19th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's another big festival that's going on at the Queen Mary. There's, that's what I love about LA. There's always, There's something, always something going, going on. on. Is there a central website that you source to find out all these things that we can share with the listeners? You know what? I don't. Um, there's just there are so many different resources. You know, I get a lot of um, emails from publicists and you know different event promoters. Uh, but I put it all on my website. I mean, we could link out. What is that? Our, what is your website? Every, which is marpop.com. Marpop.com. M-A-R-P-O-P.com. She is right. the food and fun expert, and we have her here at A Fork on the Road. Thank you yes. so much for being with us today, Mar. You are Thank awesome. Thank you, guys. It's so fun. You guys are awesome, too. All right. Thanks, Mar, so much. It was great having you on the show. Tell Steve I said hi, and uh, enjoy your summer. Thank you. You, too. We'll talk to you again talk soon. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye-bye. 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 Wow, that was fun. We almost came to fisticuffs over tacos. <laughs> I like that. We should we should actually go out with her and do like a little and go to El Gringo. I mean El Cholo. Go to a bunch of different places and do like a taco night. Ooh, taco run. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like get a car. Taco crawl. A taco crawl. Great Ooh. idea. Put that down. Taco crawl. taco crawl. So that's some. Uh, there's some fun stuff coming up here in Los Angeles. Of course, if you do come here, you got to go to Knott's Berry Farm, uh, Disneyland. There's a Magic Mountain, which is kind of like a Six Flagsy kind of place. Water parks, Santa Monica Pier. Hollywood and Highland. There's a lot of stuff to do actually here. Yeah, especially a lot of in it, the summer, because in the winter people don't really want to go out. Yeah. But in the summer, everything. I mean, there's so many things to do. You have to really go out and, and do something. Get out of the couch and go out in LA and go to the beach, go to the free concerts. There's so many wonderful things to do and so many things to eat. One thing that I think is a total waste of time though is those trucks to the stars homes. They have these double decker buses with no tops and they drive around and you pay them money. And that's the, for tourists. That's a different. I know, but why would you want to do that? Because they see that brown house. Of, that's where Sammy Davis Jr. used to live. Well, oh, there's David really Duchovny's like, no, house. People that really like Sammy Davis Jr. will do that. And they'll take a picture of a house. You know what? Did you not take a picture in front of Muddy Waters' house? That's different. That's Muddy Waters. And I was with Buddy well, Guy, well, so it's a picture of Sammy me Davis and Buddy is Guy. Somebody else says Muddy Waters. But Sammy Davis isn't going to be there. And you know what? I know several people, and you know them too, that used to be tour guides. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say for what brand but they would just make shit up they were not they were not actual stars homes they would just say who do you like oh you really hey there's there's bob dylan's house there's robin williams house that's horrible that's a horrible thing to do (laughs) speaking of great uh why don't we go to the greatest place for theater of all oh that's Mm. right we just did la so now we gotta go new york New York York city A lot of great shows on Broadway right now, so we're going to check in with our Broadway expert. He is the gayest straight man I know. It's Billy Reback. He is the gayest straight man I know. It's Billy Reback. <laughs> hey, how are you? I saw what you were there. I was like, touch you. <laughs> Billy is a award-winning comedian. He's an award-winning comedy writer. He also knows more about Broadway and shows and show tunes than any guy in the world that likes girls. Is that a fair thing to say, Bill? It's fair. It's true. But remember, the word broad is in Broadway. So 
<laughs> that does keep me a little bit straight. I just thought of that right now, by the way. I'm proud of that. Really? Honest, that's good. That's can, a good one, Billy. I can try to overcompensate for my clear homosexuality. <laughs> no, by, you're, uh, you're, that. you know, that's the, you, 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 you combine a variety of tastes and skills that any man that's would exactly envy. Right. Well, he's the perfect combination because you want to have him around because he's a straight guy. So right. you get to go out on great dates with him. He's always well-groomed. And he will. You can go to a Broadway show with him, with his, which is something that I cannot do with you. No, I'm not going to go see the, well, the Judy Garland. Mark show. would go if it were called Dude Way. He would go. <laughs> <laughs> but he's afraid. He's just. He's afraid. He's, he's afraid. Just, he's not in I'm, touch with his I'm feminine side. Confident in my heterosexuality, so I don't have to prove anything. I'm like, ah. I understand that. It's okay. I see. So now, are you originally from New York, Bill? I am not. I'm from Montreal. That's in Canada. I think you might have known that, but look, we have to make fake conversations. That's okay. I am. I am. I'm a Jew. That little piece of skin has been missing for years. Wait, wait, you're a Jewish comedy writer? How can that be? It's one of the grandest oxymorons of all time. I understand. Uh, Jewish comedy writer who may be a little bit gay. It it doesn't stop. Just a little bit. It doesn't stop for a second. It's beyond, beyond. Where did you develop this love for Broadway? Uh, thank you, Ethel. I will tell you. I believe it began, and to be serious for just a brief moment, I'll give you 10 I promise seconds. you. I think, it started, I think it started in camp, in summer camp, uh, many years ago, obviously not recently because that would be frightening. Um, <laughs> when I was probably eight or nine, we used to do a Gilbert and Sullivan play. I, just, I can't believe when you were eight? I'm revealing this now. My, my parents... <laughs> Oh, I think you hear this now. Uh, and I just pray they don't care about you enough to listen to this. <laughs> I think you got pretty good odds there. <laughs> <laughs> um, we did know, well, you know, every, not every camp, but most camps, I think, do a show every summer you know, for the parents to come down and see. And we would do that. Uh, we didn't always do Gilbert and Sullivan, the ones like you. It's, as I'm saying this, I realize that I just should stop fooling everybody and just, you know, <laughs> announce this back on just clearly. Come on paper, uh, we, we on paper, this, you're gay as a goose. Rainbow one year, which even the name <laughs> wow. of the show sounds unbelievably gay. I mean, it really does. But it's a classic Broadway show. Sure. I was in that. And then, if you're, sure. You play the rainbow? And then we did, I played, I played all the colors. <laughs> and um, I was pink. I auditioned for black, but who are we kidding? <laughs> I'm a, you know, so I got pink, and um, it was, I can't even tell you how much fun it was. We, every year after that, we did Gilbert, so we did Pirates of Penzance, we did the Mikado, HMS Pinafore. Little I kids are doing stuff. this? You're eight years old doing Gilbert and Sullivan? It's, well, I wasn't eight years old every year, Mark. Let me see if I can explain this to you. You get older <laughs> as the years go by. I so see. one year I was eight, uh-huh. one year I was nine, ah. then you can, you can work out the rest. Think about it's it. like a, a mathematical progression is what you're saying. <laughs> It is you had one. That's a year's good. It's an unbelievable thing. Um, so, so this is why Jews are bankers, so we can do the math. Uh-huh. So anyway, uh, but it did begin. Oh my god! It did begin when I was when I was eight, and I went to Cap about six years. So I think uh, Billy Rebeck, the early gay years were about eight to thirteen or fourteen. Okay, and now now that you're a, a successful Hollywood mover and shaker, you're a right. You you, yeah. you make yearly treks to Broadway to take in you just go there to see a show I just like you say Broadway Broadway makes me laugh right so it's fantastic (laughs) well we say I say Broadway to hit the broad again to reaffirm that I am straight right but you can say Broadway if it makes you happy so (laughs) I do go to New York uh, 
at least once a year to try to catch up on what's there. And I, I, nothing, I can't say nothing makes me happier, but I love it beyond belief. I do. I, the- I say it unashamedly, completely without embarrassment. And uh, I have to apologize for other than, again, to my parents who they'd be listening to this show. Sure. Well, I mean, there, there's sure. certainly a, a, a collection of extremely talented musicians and performers on Broadway. And there's, you know, there's no other place like it in the world where you can go and see so many different shows in such right. a small space. It's, it's certain, I, you know, it's, I'm, I kid you because you are the gay straight man on paper, but I know. Th- there's I a lot of great shows. Is summer a good time to go to see a Broadway show or do like all the stars take the summer off? Well, it's a great question. Uh, it's as good a time as any. I mean, New York City's a little less crazy because it's so hot here in New York during the summer that it's not overrun the way it is, obviously, at Christmas time, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a good time. I don't know if people take the summer off necessarily. Um, well, there's nobody in New York I, right? July 4th when we're going. I think it'll be well right now. There's a couple of huge stars on Broadway, so it doesn't really work like that. I mean, if if the gig uh, happens to be now, they're not taking off for the summer. It's 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 not like that. They can certainly go away and they get Sunday night off and Monday night off. They want to go to the Hamptons, for instance. They can they can take oh, off. We should do Performers that. love to perform. They don't care that it's the summer. It doesn't they don't work care. Like yeah. that. I mean, right? They don't. No, seriously. I mean, Tom Hanks is on Broadway now in a show called A Lucky Guy, which is I have not seen, but several of my uh, straight and gay friends have. And they just think it's spectacular. He's clearly uh, the draw, but it's written by the late Nora Ephron, and it's supposed to be sensational. Oh, wow. I don't know if you know the story. Are you familiar with the uh, with the show? No, but I, I you know what? Tom Hanks is one of those now. guys. Everything he does is raised to the next level. I, yeah. I think he's the he is the modern heir apparent to the Jimmy Stewart mystique, if you will. Yeah, that I, kind I, of yeah, every man in America. And I have. <laughs> um, I would say that I knew you were going to say Jimmy Stewart, and I think that's probably true. Right? Don't you think um, it's kind of the same ballpark? Yeah, he's he's every man, which we need. I mean, Jack Lemmon to me really was right. that guy uh, before. I mean, I'm I'm a massive Jack Lemmon fan, and you know, Hanks isn't quite that, but he's unbelievably appealing and likable. And he's actually, I think, the reason he took it is because he plays a guy who was, by definition, not a particularly likable character. He was uh, a real guy named Mike McAllary, who was a tabloid journalist. Uh, in New York, in the uh, scandal-ridden New York era of the 80s. And uh, he was not a pretty great guy. But mm. uh, I think that's why Hanks took the part to to really stretch. And he's supposed to be spectacular, obviously nominated for a Tony. We're probably going to win. So it's supposed to be really great. It's the last thing that Nora wrote. And, uh, you know, who she is, obviously. Sure. She's written some yeah. great movies of all time. And, uh, and, and a lot of theater. She was a brilliant comedy writer, writer period. And uh, this was sort of for a gift to Hanks. They were very close friends. So I said, that if I were going to New York soon, and you guys are going, I would run to see the show. Oh, this is sure. one. This is one that we have to go see. Okay, before we yeah. get your list of top ten current shows that are on Broadway right now, let's talk about different ways to buy tickets. I mean, there's. I think there's two ways to go when you're going to a Broadway show. If you've got the money. You can buy them ahead of time and get yourself third row seats, and it doesn't matter what it costs. And then some people want to go like at the last minute and try and find cheap tickets and kind of slide in. So, can you explain both methods? Well, sure. The uh, the first method you can obviously go online and go through the theater. And there's a various websites, so you can do that if money is uh, is no object. Uh, you certainly can hang outside the theater. There are people always selling tickets. I've almost I mean, I've ever been shut out. If you're unpopular like me, because a man's caught between the straight and gay world, uh, <laughs> so you don't know really who you should ask out, you go by yourself, 
you can almost always get a single ticket. It's, it's never a problem, i got to tell you. Right, that's true. Uh, you know, Whether it's a rock yeah. show or Broadway, if you're by yourself, you'll always, always a get a ticket, and it's typically a good one. Yeah, it's exactly because it's tough to get rid of singles. So right. um, that's, that's one thing. If, if you're in a relationship, end the relationship now, go to a show. When you come back, try to get her back. So right. that's one suggestion. Maybe not practical, but it's mm. a good one. And the other thing, there's a, a half-price ticket booth uh, on Broadway. I don't know if it's happening on Broadway. I think it's like 42nd Street and Broadway. I think it's exactly where it is, actually. Beg your pardon? I think it's 49th. Are you talking about TKTS? Maybe, maybe 49th. I, unfortunately, I don't go because I'm spoiled. <laughs> because I, I, I usually the, the tickets that are available there aren't the best. And it's not really for the shows that you, you know, that if you see a lot of stuff that you, that you want to see. They have great like, stuff there. They have Yeah, but the last time we were there, there. with Wahlberg, they, they were the shows that they couldn't sell tickets to. It's it's like well, well, it's like know, the uh, Ralph Lauren outlet store of tickets. The only one they didn't have was the one that you wanted to see, which was Book of Mormon that was selling for $350. And what we did is we waited outside. We waited in the line. We were standing in the uh, will call list. and They have a lottery. Like 10, yeah, well, that's another right. way. I was going to say... You can, you can, they have a lottery. I'll explain the lottery first. You can put your name in the, um, in the lottery thing and a few minutes before the show starts. You walk, you, you, they call your name. You, right. You have to explain these things to people as if they haven't actually done it already. So you, you walk. Clarity is Right, clarity. You walk, you go to the theater, there'll be a line and you go to the box office and say, what time is your lottery? And they'll tell you, you know, at six o'clock, meet in the front. You give us your name, mm-hmm. then they take all the names of the people that have been lining up since four o'clock or three o'clock, and then they'll select some names, and those people get tickets right away. And right. they, they come the, back at eight the, o'clock. If you're lucky right. enough, you can get one ticket well, or two tickets. Right. Exactly. Here's the problem. The problem with that is if you're in New York City for a limited amount of time, if you live in New York, it's worth doing every day, just lie to your boss and leave early. That's okay. <laughs> but if you're in New York City for a couple of days, you, you don't want to waste a day, get shut out, and go, all right, that Tuesday is shot, right. and now I'm dead. Right. So it's a, you know, it's obviously a gamble. What you can do, like I do, because, again, you know, we know we don't have to say it for the 400th time, you can plan these things, and what are the three or four shows in that general? Because in New York, everything is fairly close by, uh-huh. and you can figure out what's at other theaters that are near the theater that you want to go to and have your second, third, or fourth choices. So if, like, let's say 720, you're getting shut out, you can run over to the other ones, and, and you're not going to get shuttered at two, at two shows. It's pretty unlikely. So mm-hmm. um, that's that's what I have done a million times. But usually I go many, many hours in advance, and as I said, when you're alone, it's easier. For the for the shows like Mormon, certainly for Hank's show, and maybe for Kinky Boots, which is another show that I'll tell you about in a second, um, and nominated for, uh, again, for Tony Award for Best Musical, uh, that's going to be, a, again, a very tough ticket. Never going to be an half-price ticket thing. So, look, you can't always get what you want. It's, unfortunately, in New York City... Expensive city to live in and to visit, so um, you know you have to have your backup choices. And I'll give you enough shows that you're not going to have a bad trip no matter what you do. You may not get your first and second choice. So that's just right, so yeah. probably the best advice is to when you're making your hotel and your airfare reservations, get yourself some Broadway tickets too, because at the, at the very least you can always sell them to someone else. Oh, absolutely. And, and again, I, I have to reiterate, which is what again means. <laughs> For me, there's nothing when that Broadway curtain, when that Broadway curtain opens. Uh, there's nothing like that. I mean, perhaps a bra strap being unsnapped, but it, it's very hard for me to do that. By the way, I'm still not good at it. But when a curtain opens on Broadway, it is an incredible. It makes the hair on your back stand, stand up, doesn't it? <laughs> Make your pardon. It makes the hair on your back stand up, doesn't it? It it, it does. It, it does, and it stays standing. By the way. For hours, it's so, it's so. I have very polite back here. You're it, it, 
It's just a mess. All right, well, we've teased them enough, Bill. Now, you are yeah. you are a Broadway expert. No one knows more about this than you. It's summertime. Give us the top 10 Broadway shows to go see right now in New York City, from 10 to number one. It's very, very tough to make a different order. Sure. I mean, it's, it's, it's a little bit generic. Um, the order is, is a, it's a little bit muddled, but I'll, I'll go 10 to 1 for you. It's, it's the 10 that I would say. I've seen probably half of the ones I'm, gonna, I'm about to tell you, but uh, this order is it's, it's an okay order. It's not... I can't say it's a definitive order, but here we go. All right. So number 10, I would say, it's a mixture of uh, straight plays, not as opposed to gay, mm-hmm. uh, versus musicals. So number 10, I would say Trip to Bountiful with uh, Cicely Tyson and Vanessa Williams, obviously based on the movie. Mm-hmm. Played in Los Angeles, supposed to be spectacular. I missed it, unfortunately, but it's a tour de force for Cicely Tyson. I can pretty much guarantee she's going to win the, uh, the Tony for Best Actress. Uh, in a, in a play in in a drama, and that's so, a, that's a play uh, version of the movie. I would imagine it is a play version of the movie. That doesn't mean it's a pretend version. It's not a play version, but it's the theatrical version. Let's let's use the proper good point. Word. Okay, it's the theatrical version of the movie. And who doesn't love uh, Cicely Tyson? A Lion in Winter. Exactly. Well, if Mike Tyson won a very very different show, <laughs> luckily he's not. Uh, that would be the trip to nowhere. So number <laughs> nine, I would say is Pippin. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, plays been around a musical, been around a long, long sure. time. Written by the uh, incredibly brilliant, gifted, talented uh, Stephen Schwartz. Uh, not Stephen Sondheim, Stephen Schwartz, who was a genius in his own right. He wrote Godspell. He wrote Wicked. But a show that very oh, few wow. people have seen called Children of Eden, which is a brilliant show. But this is Pippin. Been around a long, long time. This is a revival. And it's supposed to be a spectacular version of Pippin. They incorporate a lot of magic. It's got a couple of the most beautiful songs ever mm-hmm. done in Broadway history. I highly recommend Pippin. That's number nine. Uh, number eight. Who's playing? Who's Nance. who plays Pippin? Doesn't matter. I don't think it's anybody that our audience would know. And who plays the so, Irene Ryan role? <laughs> Irene Ryan. Very nice. Uh, Irene Ryan, by the way, Beverly Hillbillies. Well, show. when I saw Pippin, uh, I was a little kid, and I saw Pippin. Yeah. I don't know where if it was in Chicago or New York. Must have been right. New York. Irene Ryan, granny from the Beverly Hillbills, he mm-hmm. was doing mm-hmm. the gig, and she died on stage doing that show, didn't she? Uh, I, that I didn't know. That's right. You know what? You may take over my gig card. Uh, you may have inherited my mantle. It's, I did not know that. Yes, wow. she, she died like like Dick Sean. She died on stage doing that wow. part. Wow. Did she, uh, she fell into the, uh, the swimming pool? The cement what pond. Happened? Cement pond. In the, in the pond. Yeah. Uh, I, did, I did not know that. That's amazing. Right, so that's um, a great show. Well, number eight. I did, number eight is a show called The Nance, which uh, you probably don't know about, and I didn't actually know the, the derivation. It's very interesting. Um, the Nance is with Nathan Lane, one of the great Broadway performers of all time. Mm-hmm. And the word, very interesting, very controversial. The Nance refers to a convention they used in vaudeville and burlesque many, many years ago. And it was kind of like a, it was a gay character. They never said it was gay, but it was sort of like a black face version of a gay man without specifically, you know, da 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 this is a gay guy. Uh-huh. It was sort of a token gay character that they used in a lot of shows. And it, of course, it was a very humiliating thing because they usually used actual gay men. Um, and it was a very tough cross to bear. So... Uh, it, it's it's a play. It's not a musical, but Nathan's supposed to be heartbreaking in it, and, and uh, we'd love to see the show. It's supposed to be very funny, and but very, very moving, so highly recommend that. And again, I'm putting it at number eight for no real reason other than it's probably not a show for everybody, but I think it's a, a really important show to see. Okay. Um, next couple are uh, 
on musicals. Uh, number seven is Nice Work If You Can Get It. Ooh, Matthew Broderick, which, uh, right? Big pardon? Is it Matthew Broderick? That is indeed correct. Although the night I went, uh, he was not in it. He was ill, and the guy who replaced him was fantastic, oh, okay. as often happens. So it's a great show. It's a frothy, very light piece. But, you know, all Gershwin music, you can't go wrong. Nothing but fun. Uh, number six is Newsies. Oh, I love which Newsies. Is a oh. course based on the uh, Disney musical. It's a, it's a really great soundtrack. Show. Oh, great soundtrack. Well, and, and of course, the, uh, the musical has, has new songs, and it's a wonderful, wonderful show. Tremendous energy, great talent on stage. You're going to have a tremendous time. Number five, Kinky Boots. It's a new show. Uh, Cindy Lauper wrote the music. Harvey Firestein wrote the book. And uh, heard great things about it. Probably going to win the Tony Award for Best Musical. Pretty sure. Wow. Number four, again, I'm giving you a list that encompasses new and old. Number four would be Jersey Boys uh, because it's seen Jersey it? Boys. It's it was a fantastic. fantastic show. If you haven't seen it, the, the story about Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons. Uh, if you don't know the story, I'm not going to give it away here. But there's stuff in there that will blow you. You might not have seen it. Uh, there's a very famous actor who wanted to play in the film and will shock people if they haven't seen it. And uh, he's not in the show, but he's an actor, and it's very, very interesting. Of course, now they're not that like the, uh, the score is just magical. It's you know, the of the great forces and songs of all time, and, and just really a, a fun, fun show. Three is a show I saw called The One, again, based on the movie, and just tremendous heart, beautiful, beautiful score. And a fantastic, a fantastic show. I, I love a very simple show, a uh, very simple love story that doesn't play out the way one normally expects a Broadway love story to play out. But really great. And uh, number two, of course, is Wicked because it's uh, oh, classic. Wicked it's, is it's fantastic. Really, really classic. So, I think I've seen it three um, times. Like I know that, uh, and, and I knew this is something of the role of Alpha, but and, 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 and it may have already happened. And not something I've heard of. Very tough name to spell and pronounce. I'm sure that anything it could do, but I can't. Um, <laughs> and uh, if you're interested in Wicked, it's, it's, it's really a lot It's a good idea the, for people that don't know. It's it's the Wizard of Oz story told from the, from the perspective of the witch, basically. It's the, the prequel to the Wizard of Oz, yeah. exactly right. And, and it's brilliantly consistently written by Wendy Oldsman, who's uh, pretty sure she's a mobile Emmy winner. She is, and she's also uh, she's married to, uh, to Paul, Paul Dooley, Dooley from Sunken City. Exactly right. And number one, I'm going to say is Lucky Guy. It's the hardest ticket in town, but it's star already brilliantly talented. Um, previous season got Tom Hanks, and uh, I think it's it's the show to see right now. And by the way, uh, if one can be lucky enough to uh, to score a ticket, and still one I think everybody would want to see because it's not going to be there alone. I'm not sure actually how extended the role is. I do know that clearly Hanks is not going to be there the entire time. So uh, that's the one you want to you know, do whatever you you know whatever you can do. Beg, borrow, or steal, as they say. Uh, and grab a ticket to that event. And those are the 10. So I um, hope that helps. Anybody might be listening. Fantastic. And, uh, what, you, you didn't think Jekyll and Hyde with David Hasselhoff as a lead? Was, no, was I didn't. Was a good one? <laughs> so no. he, he is, he, he he is, is a certain critic, ladies and gentlemen. He's huge in Asia. That's what I've heard. <laughs> well, who, I, you know, who is unfortunately, it? Unfortunately, I'm uh, connection is I missed that. Say that one more time if you would. David Hasselhoff and uh, Jekyll and Hyde. He's huge in Asia. Oh, no, no, I know it's huge, huge idea. I understand that, but New York City still in the United States, so um, I would not say that I would... Is that playing on Broadway now? It, it is. Jekyll and Hyde. David I Hasselhoff. Didn't wow. even know. I, I would... Uh, if you see uh, 28 shows, <laughs> I would see that show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Billy um, Lee Reback, comedian, raconteur... Fantastic uh, friend. That was a that was a great rundown. Thank you so much. That was awesome. 
Thank you so much. And I will My see, pleasure. I will see you. Uh, I'll see you for hockey this, this week. Can't wait. Great to talk to you guys. Woo-hoo. Thanks, Bill. Bye, Billy. Bye-bye. 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 He's the, the, the funniest man we know. He is. He's amazing. Uh, I'm trying he to get him. He cracks me up every single Well, he was a big time, time stand-up. Then, he, then he, he was one of the co-creators of Home Improvement. Mm-hmm. Wrote for that show for years. Now he's been writing for the Disney Channel for a long time. Well, he used to write for Carol Burnett. I mean, yeah. come on. Hello, Carol yeah. Burnett. No, he's got a fantastic resume. He's a fun guy. And he's just fun guy. fabulous with the Broadway. And we are going together to go see Mandy Potemkin at you, the you Ford. And well, you guys have a great time. Yeah, we are. It's a little too showy for me. <laughs> A little too short. Mandy Patinkin, come on! I do want to see Pippin, and I would like to see uh, the Tom Hanks show. I, I agree on Tom Hanks. I'm not sure about Pippin. I've seen it too many times. I've only it's seen it too once. too gay for me. And no one, no one died in it when I saw it, thank God. I want God. to see Newsies. All right. So we've covered New York City. We've covered Los Angeles. Now let's cover the rest of the country. Next up, we have Katie Chin. She's an author. She's a chef, a uh, chef of cookbooks, and I guess just got back from a hamburger eating contest, which... She doesn't look like the kind of girl that would do that. So let's find out what's going on. Katie Chin, welcome to A Fork on the Road. Katie Chin, welcome to A Fork on the Road. Hi, Katie. Hi there. So, Thank you for having me. Um, first of all, let's talk about that you, you, are, you are a chef. You're an author of fantastic cookbooks. Your latest book was called? 300 Best Rice Cooker Recipes. And I've tasted some of those, and they're fantastic she's and a, easy to make. Yeah, she's a fantastic cook. Thank she's you. Also a pretty mean karaoke singer. <laughs> <laughs> she has, what's, what's the one, what's your go-to song? My go-to is, um, it used to be um, The Carpenters, but now it's um, White Rabbit. <laughs> 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 So if you're ever... It's, it's a diverse selection. It is. And, and, and you, like all great karaoke singers, she takes it very seriously, which I love. We, uh, and well, she, you just have to remember, it's not about singing, it's about performing. That's right. <laughs> and there's no no judgment in karaoke. No, that's the beauty of it. It's, right, exactly. It's, it's unfettered, unfiltered self-expression. Absolutely. Right? Like fart I'm on my way there now, actually. Are you going to karaoke right now? I am. Where? I am. I'm on Sautel. You know Sautel and like uh, Olympic? Uh-huh. Where are you, which one are you going to? Uh, Max Karaoke from the corner. Excellent song selection. You can bring in your own beer. Fantastic. Oh. Oh, so I just Sounds picture like Katie's drooling down the street in her car with a six-pack and a brown paper bag and a, and a scarf around her throat <laughs> no, to keep no, the pipes clean. No, it's clear. in my Hello Kitty briefcase. <laughs> so, Yeni said that you just got back from a hamburger eating contest. Were you a judge or a contestant? <laughs> It was Better Homes Build a Better Burger uh, Burger Contest. It's in its twenty uh, second year. Wow! And um, they challenge uh, people all over the country to submit recipes for the best burger, the most creative burger, and the grand prize is actually hundred thousand dollars. So for a hamburger, why didn't you enter? Mark, I That's have a right. I have a good hamburger too. I'm not going to yes, tell you, you what, the, what the deal is, but I have a good. Uh, can I go next year? Yeah, 2014, baby. So did did you were you a judge? Were you a contestant, or you were you what? Why were you there? I was um, I was a judge along with Stephen Raiklin, who's like the godfather of barbecue. Okay, he wrote the barbecue bible, and um, James McNair, who's uh, written over 27 cookbooks, and uh, as well as the winner from last year. So it was awesome. It was in Napa, and uh, we had to sample 10 different burgers. There were five in the alternative category and five in the, you know, meat category. What's alternative mean? 
you know, like uh, pork or turkey or uh, veggie, salmon. Okay. And uh, so there were two winners. Who won the $100,000? A woman named Erin Evanson out of Brooklyn, and she uh, created a burger called the Seven Train Caramelized Green Curry Burger. Wow. And it was amazing. Oh, that it was, sounds um, delicious. Yeah, it was a beef burger that she seasoned with, uh, you know, traditional Thai spices. It had a green curry sauce. It had cashews actually on top of the burger itself. And uh, she actually deep fried watercress to create this sort of caramelized texture. And the reason it was called Seven Train is because she lives in Brooklyn and she would take Seven Train to her favorite Thai restaurant. And I love this because I have a new Thai cookbook actually coming out in August called Everyday Thai Cooking. Ooh. How many you have you have a ton of cookbooks. How many do you have total? Well, I just um, I'm coming up on my third. Wow. And they're all good cuz I have tasted the recipes in her book mm-hmm. and they're amazing. Yeah. Thank you. So I have a blog called the sweet and sour chronicles.com. I'm on and it right I now. And I have all sorts of all sorts of recipes from um you know, pad thai to Korean beef kelby to teriyaki chicken, all your favorite Asian dishes. You mean we can make our own Thai food? Yeah. People love Thai. And honestly, I'm actually Chinese-American, but in doing the research for this book and understanding Thai as fully as I, I can, it's it's so much easier to cook than Chinese food. Why? <laughs> because the techniques in Thai cooking are a lot simpler for example, in Chinese cooking, there's so many different techniques like braising and deep frying and stir frying and uh, grilling, whereas in Thai cooking, it's really pretty straightforward. And you're using the same ingredients sort of in different ways over and over again to, mm-hmm. you know, get the down with the salty, sweet, hot and spicy flavors, you know, through lemongrass and lime juice and brown sugar and fish sauce. And it's very healthy as well because most of the dishes are, um, you know, cooked very quickly over a very high heat or grilled. Right, so all the vegetables are going to retain a lot more of their inherent nutrients because you're not boiling them or steaming them so all the good stuff comes out. And I, I like Thai food too because it's got a little bit of a bite to it. A little, absolutely. little spicier. And, you know, most of the, absolutely, the flavor comes from the aromatics as well as like the Thai, mm. thai chilies and it doesn't you know, need to rely on oil or butter or fat or anything like that. So but you do need to rely on, you do need the uh, coconut milk, which coconut is my favorite yeah. flavor. Is it? Yes. Well, it's a, you know, that's a healthy, you know, non-saturated fat. And you can always go for the low-fat coconut milk as well. And it's an antioxidant. Now, and, and that's kind of, uh, kind of a new thing, right, for people to be trying to cook Thai food at home? Is this kind of a new wave? Or have people been doing yeah. this a lot? I think people have been intimidated because it looks scary, it you does. know? Because it's and always on fire when like, they bring it out. You know, they have, when yeah, they bring right. out the coconut <laughs> Exactly. And I think people think, oh, my God, I have to use a wok when I cook Chinese food or Thai food. And, you know, they got a wok for Christmas or their wedding 10 years ago, and it's sitting, like, in a closet. And they're like, oh, my God, I can't do that. But the reality is you can just use, you know, everyday pots and pans. Like, I just like to use a nonstick skillet. And um, it's so quick and so easy. And some of the tips I like to give people, especially if you're, you're busy and you're working, um, just go to the salad bar at your grocery store, and you can get, you know, vegetables cut and cleaned and ready to go for mm-hmm. a stir fry. So you don't have to, you know, waste anything or necessarily spend the time cutting it. So, I mean, there's a lot of tricks that you can do. And I think Thai, thai cooking has just become so popular in the last few years that people are like, oh, my God, I wouldn't want to make that at home. Well, and it's, it's like you said earlier, it's very healthy. You've got a penelope of vegetables. You throw your protein in there, whether it's... Uh, Beef or chicken or fish or tofu. The curry. The, the curry. you got a great meal. Milk. 
right? right. And it's a great leftover, too. Like <gasps> 2 o'clock in the morning, you come home, you heat that up. Mm. Mm. Ooh, sticky yeah, rice absolutely. with mango. Sticky rice with mango, that's oh, really good. That's one of your favorites. Yeah, mango. Or the Tumkagai. Tumkagai, I love Tumkagai. So good, I know. The yellow curry. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you've got like. Okay, really pineapple fried rice. Pineapple, pineapple Thai rice. Oh my God, I have the best recipe for pineapple fried rice in the book. Where could we get it? Well, the book is, it's actually, if you go to Amazon, it's Everyday Thai Cooking. Um, It's available for pre order now, Mm -hmm. uh, but it'll be actually for sale as of August 6th. Oh, great. So now you're going to be traveling all summer doing book signings and doing food festivals and things? What are you doing yep, this summer? Yep, yep, I'll be going to probably New York and Minneapolis and San Francisco, doing a lot of different events and book signings. Um to go on the road with Mark DiCarlo, wherever he is. We should we should actually do some shows together. <laughs> I think should. that would be fun. We'll get Matthew and Yanni to well, come out and have a good time. We, and we can do can karaoke all over the U.S. Oh, my God, that'd be great. Show. Uh-huh. <laughs> can we make people sing for their supper? You know what? We Wouldn't that be that. funny? Yeah. This is a good idea. Well, we're going we're going to uh I got some dates in Chicago at the end of the month. I've got some in New York. And then um uh we're doing the uh, tequila festival in San Diego in September. September nineteenth nice. or twentieth, something like that. That's always a fun a fun trip and it's close. You guys should come down for that. Can you you can use tequila in uh Thai cooking, yeah? Um sure. I, don't know I mean, why not? That. Tequila? There's no rules. Baby. I mean, you know, I think that listen, people's palates have become so uh, think they've been broadened, and I think that you know, fusion has become sort of this you know dated word. Yet, I think that you're finding all sorts of eclectic styles of cooking sort of coming together right mm-hmm. now. So, I don't see why not. Or a great Thai tequila cocktail. Ooh, um, nice. Right well, about now. You know, just like the internet has brought a bunch of ideas together that previously were separate you know there were intellectual ideas in asia and europe and north america that didn't mix because people weren't chatting now you can talk to anyone all over the world instantaneously i think the same thing is happening with cuisine it's become more portable and as it as people move in the cyber world and connect and kind of interface the foods are crashing together too and it's it's really come up with a lot of interesting pairings and things flavors that you wouldn't necessarily think would go together that do. Absolutely. Like fried watercress and green curry. Yeah. You know, mm. in a burger, right? Wow. In a burger. That sounds delicious. And I think the most exciting thing is, you know, because all of this is happening, you know, kids of this generation aren't afraid to try new things like that, which is amazing. Right. I mean, when we were growing up, my brother wouldn't even have pickles on his McDonald's hamburger. <laughs> He would, oh he would, it was if somehow they made the mistake and put the pickles on that uh, Dr. Mike would just not eat for a day. But I think it, I, it always cracks me up when I see kids in sushi restaurants eating sushi because when I was a little kid, no way, no way would I, I know, eat raw right? fish. I mean, my four-year-old son was eating sashimi last month with chopsticks. It was one of my proudest oh, moments. That's hilarious. No. Chopsticks with chopsticks. No, it's awesome. All right. Um, you, 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 you commit a horrible crime. And they're going to execute you tomorrow. You get your last meal tonight. What's on the menu? Oh, my gosh. I, ha- I think I have to go to, like, Chinese home-style comfort food that my mother used to make for us. Mm-hmm. Um, she used to make the most delicious stew that was sort of made out of, um, this is not going to sound that appetizing, <laughs> made out of tear root and beef shank, and she would simmer it for, like, hours and hours. And it's, like, just the most comforting taste of my childhood. Wow, that sounds yummy. Um, home food, home cooking is always the way to go, especially 
if you're living in Katie's house. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Katie Chin, what's the name of your blog again, please? The Sweet and Sour Chronicles.com. The book is coming out August 6th. You can 6th. You can pre-order it on Amazon. Uh, you can also learn more about it on the blog. And keep an eye out for Katie as she travels around the country, whether you're at a food festival. Or karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the way, we're launching a YouTube channel with cooking videos in about a month. Ooh, what a great idea. What's it called? Fantastic. You know, the Sweet and Sour Chronicles. Perfect. So cooking videos. And Trending. we hope to have Mark and Yenny on one of the episodes. We would love to We could come to in and there. do a little Italian-Cuban cooking for you. Ooh. That would be fun. There you go. So it's the, the sweet and sour chronicles.com. That's Katie's blog. You can find out about her book, her YouTube channel, and uh, how well she does at karaoke tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Katie. It's not Thank about you, Katie. the singing, it's the performing. Thank you so much, you guys. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. She yeah. says she says it's not about the singing, but remember when we went to uh She is all about the singing. She is hard. Core. Yeah, hardcore. We were karaoke. goofing around, and literally, she went and put on a, a a boa around her neck, and and walked up there and blew the room away. <laughs> she was fantastic. I thought she was she just going to be so good. much fun. She is. She is so much fun, and her recipes are delicious. Mm-hmm. I know because I've seen her at uh, many festivals, and I always go taste everything, a little bit of everything, and uh, there's a huge line always at Katie's table. That's how you know. Yep. The places that you can walk up to without a line, you shouldn't mm-hmm. be eating. That's all great. She's Katie Chin. Her uh, website and uh, blog is called Sweet and Sour Chronicles. Sweet and Sour Chronicles. Sweet. Com. And you can find out about her book and about her travels. And, and she's on Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest. Ah, mm. and she was our third and final guest for today. This is wrapping up our show that you've been listening to a fork on the road. So we had three guests today. Yes, we did. And we're going to be giving away a new. HD Vivitar underwater camera. How do you win? You win by looking up Mark DiCarlo at Twitter. At Mark DiCarlo. At Mark DiCarlo. Hashtag a fork on the road. And just let us know the name of the three guests. Which, which were are Katie Chin, Billy Marivet, Rebeck. And Marivette. And let's say or it again. Or Marpop. Marpop, Billy Rebeck. And Katie, Katie Chin. Chin. So just send those three names to me in a tweet with the hashtag a fork on the road. You'll be entered for a chance to win the Vivitar 850W underwater camcorder. We'll be giving that away the 4th of July week, which is coming up. Yeah. And we got, uh, you, you learned today about New York, you learned about Los Angeles, and you learned about Chinese karaoke. <laughs> and food. And food. <laughs> It's going to be a great summer. We're going to be here with you. A new show uh, premieres every Thursday on the SideshowNetwork.tv and on iTunes. iTunes. Right? So follow us. The show's called The Fork on the Road. Next to me is the lovely and talented Yenny Alvarez, the traveling diva. My name is Mark DiCarlo, and we'll see you at A Fork on the Road. road.